This podcast may contain scary, disturbing, or disgusting content. You have been warned. Hello everyone, welcome to Anomalous. I'm Dr. Eggs, and this week I'm proud to present the Keter-class object SCP-6000, the serpent, the moose, and the wanderer's library. This SCP has turned out to be my favorite SCP of all time, and I have read probably literally over a couple thousand SCP articles at this point. So yeah, please check out the article itself, because this is just scratching the surface. There is so much more work put into this article than I could ever hope to get put into this podcast with the images and the aesthetics and the interviews and the storytelling like just it's impossible to put into just audio you really just have to see it for yourself but i hope you enjoy this winning contest entry that was announced on thursday by rounder house congratulations on your victory the file comes in two revisions both of which are said to contain information that isn't factual and that the events did not occur. But due to the O5's saying to keep it, it has stayed unchanged. SCP-6000 is an area of the Amazon rainforest located in Brazil that is partially stuck between our dimension and another. This area is growing at an unstable rate and has an adverse effect on all plant life it encounters. Within SCP-6000 resides SCP-6000-A. SCP-6000-A is a large snake-like entity with a female body shape where its head should be. It is a reddish-brown and has long brown hair on the head of the female body. It was discovered in a comatose state during the discovery of SCP-6000, surrounded by human bodies in a ritualistic fashion. It is still unknown what connection it has to SCP-6000 and has been airlifted to Site-57 for research. SCP-6000 connects our reality to a dimension containing the Wanderer's Library, which is a massive library that contains all things that have ever been written by any human, the sum of all knowledge in the universe. In other words, It's the internet, but on paper, and with much, 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 much more. The space it takes up is unknown, but it's believed to be infinite, or about as close to infinite as you can get. SCP-6000 was discovered on the southern summer solstice of 2030, December 31st, when a massive visual anomaly began appearing on satellite images. What follows is an excerpt from a conversation with the site director Tilda Moose, where she talks about the Wanderer's Library and how there are many ways to get into it. According to her, the library isn't exactly extra-dimensional and is intertwined with our world. She apparently used to go there quite frequently, though this changed when she joined the Foundation. The library doesn't like them. Next is an event report showing an anomaly that appears to be a visible rip in reality. According to the report, the anomaly is half a kilometer long and is still ongoing. A note from site director Moose says, it's beautiful, really. MTF Sigma-3 bibliographers were sent in to investigate 
and site director Moose accompanied them. Sigma-3 advances into the foliage, but briefly pauses as an unknown sound is heard. Then, as they keep moving, the team notices that there is something odd about the air, as though there's an oil slick on everything. They then notice that some of the trees around them are undergoing a process of transfiguring into bookshelves, although no books are present yet. As they reach the rift, there's a large swath of forest abruptly cut away, revealing a wing of the Wanderer's Library. They request permission to investigate from command, and it is granted, but Moose is told to wait outside. They enter and realize that the floor isn't actually made of dirt. It's hardwood covered by dirt. They note that the wing looks different from the rest of the library, as the ceiling is just darkness and the bookshelves aren't varnished yet. Then an archivist, a large red millipede entity, skitters past. They get its attention and it hisses at them in a female voice. I see your intentions. Be gone. One member protests, saying they haven't broken any rules, and several class 3 librarians, humanoid arachnid entities with elongated bodies, crawl down the shelves and attack. They grab one of the personnel, and another agent rushes to help him. The other one that went in sprints out and throws himself into SCP-6000, as Class Two librarians, hooded figures with lanterns, turn the corner. Reinforcements then arrive, as MTF Delta-45 Rolling Thunder sends in two vipers, which shoot the librarians with flamethrowers from the air. After this unprovoked hostility from the library, the O5 Council called a meeting, and in a 10-to-1 vote, with two members abstaining, the new containment procedures for SCP-6000, codenamed Project Fusilad, were established. While in containment, SCP-6000-A awoke and was at first hostile, before calming slightly. She repeatedly referenced the Wanderer's Library, and this led to the Foundation wanting to know more. Dr. Moose was authorized to perform interviews given her history with the library. During the documented interview that comes first, SCP-6000-A states that it doesn't remember much, and that it's been dreaming for quite some time. It also seems very interested in Moose's last time visiting the library. They reference the Serpent, which I thought was SCP-6000-A, but apparently is not. Toward the end, she tells a brief story of a girl who learned she could control fire. She lit things on fire and used her abilities to escape when she was almost captured. She then met people who helped her to the Wanderer's Library. This is later revealed to be SCP-6000-A. After the initiation of Project Fusilad, mobile task forces raided Serpent's Hand bases worldwide. However, all 57 of the bases were cleared out, and in 30 of these, there were still active portals to the same section of the Wanderer's Library that SCP-6000 is attached to. It appears that the Serpent's Hand abandoned the planet. At this point, SCP-6000 had expanded to one kilometer in diameter, and the exclusion zone was now at three kilometers across. Dr. Muse says the situation is dire, and that if the library has turned against humanity, she doesn't see it having a happy ending. MTF Sigma-3 was authorized to use aggressive force to destroy SCP-6000, and they tried many, many, many things, including using flamethrowers and other heat-based weapons on trees affected by SCP-6000. All the trees immediately regenerated. They tried dropping explosives into the area, but they all failed to detonate. They tried shooting it with satellite-based weaponry similar to that which they used on SCP-5001, and literally no damage was done. They also tried 34 other things that were 
left out because none of them worked either. Interviews are continuing to be done, and SCP-6000-A is beginning to remember the past, while still calling Moose Jailer. As the situation continued to become worse for the Foundation, the O5 Council had a vote on whether or not to give the GOC information about SCP-6000 in exchange for helping destroy it. The vote was passed by a margin even slimmer than the last, with only 7 to 4 and 2 abstaining. The vote still passed, though. Within days, the GOC sent pretty much everything they had into the anomaly and attempted to rapidly strike it to gain access to the Wanderer's library. A disembodied voice told the team that was sent in that they were book burners, but pure of heart because they were being ordered around by more powerful people who didn't like where their stories were going, and that they were always welcome in the Wanderer's library. After the team went radio silent, SCP-6000 expanded to three kilometers wide in just two hours. The next addendum reveals that the Foundation has failed to keep SCP-6000 a secret, as it has been reported in the news, and a large group on the internet has popped up about it. Civilians continue to attempt to gain entry to SCP-6000, and all have been amnesticized, but the increased containment only has added fuel to the fire. The knowledge of SCP-6000 around the world has rapidly accelerated its growth, and it has grown to 6 kilometers with no signs of stopping. The GOC has suggested nuking it, because that's what they do. During all of this, one of the agents who had previously gone into SCP-6000 was declared missing after his room was found having had a thaumaturgic ritual performed in a letter stating that he was trying to find his happy ending was found in an envelope nearby. Moose conducts another interview with SCP-6000-A where it is revealed that 6000-A knew the whole time what was going to happen to the Foundation. 6000-A then says that whether she'll admit it or not, Moose left the library on her own terms not because the Foundation forced her to. In the 8th addendum, SCP-6000 is now at 13 kilometers, and the entire Amazon basin has been put under Foundation and GOC control. With such a large failure to keep it contained, the Foundation is now preparing for a broken masquerade scenario. The second revision is listed as a file with joint GOC-SCP Foundation clearance. SCP-6000 is now classified as a polyon, and it has expanded to encompass the entire Western Hemisphere, and is currently unable to be stopped or slowed down. In the final interview with SCP-6000-A, 6000-A tries to convince Moose that there is nothing to worry about. When Moose disagrees, SCP-6000-A compares the library taking the entire world to the heat death of the universe, and when Moose tries to disagree with that too, 6000-A says that the problem with the Foundation is it can't adapt. At the end of the interview, 6000A says the story of the Foundation will be remembered forever, and the reader is presented with two choices on how Moose should respond. What if... What if I don't want any new stories? Or... You think that people will read about me? Both lead to the same story, though, which I will now read word for word, with some notes here and there. SCP-6000A smiled a snake-like laugh, and waggled a finger at her through its handcuffs. Director, we've been over this before. You don't get to pick the ending of the story. She looked down. 
but you do get to pick how you decide to take it. You can sit down and weep that the old stories you grew to love are gone, or you can smile and move to the next shelf. She looked back up. They weren't in the holding cell B918 anymore. They were standing between two gargantuan bookshelves that seemed to go on forever before suddenly diverging into more bookshelves. Every space was filled with the spine of a different book, massive tomes to paper-thin leaflets. There were people of all shapes and sizes in robes sitting here and there, perusing the collection. The sky was a black void dotted with constellations. She could smell the scent of fresh paper. Welcome home, jailer. SCP-6000-A was gone. In its place was a young Asian woman, maybe five feet tall, with the tattoo of a snake wrapped around a wrist on her face. She found her voice again. How? I've been trying to tell you. The library is the end of the story, but that doesn't mean it has to be a bad thing, because you get to move on to the next story. She get gestured around her, and a few of the other patrons looked up. A few shrugged off their hoods. Adam, and Vasquez, and Kurtz, and Bardem, and Flores, too. She even thought she saw some of the O5s in the crowd. The end isn't death, Tilly. You were just stubbornly clinging to that idea for so long. There will be new stories? More worlds? With the Foundation? With me? With me is a link that leads to the 001 proposal by Rounder House, the author who wrote this. I haven't read that article yet, but I will read it and I'll probably cover it at some point later. Now, continuing. Everything we fought for? Everything we did? There already are. So, she reached over and pulled out a book with a soft gray cover. The front was embossed with SCP-6000 in ornate lettering. Get to reading. Get to reading is a link to the SCP Series 7 um, front page. Continuing, she looked around at the impossibly huge library. In the distance, she spotted the same giant insect that had greeted her when the fire team went in. It waved a pincer at her. I think this is it. This is what? My happy ending. The word ending is a link to the Wanderer's Library wiki. I hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as I enjoyed making it, which was quite a bit. This SCP was written by Rounder House. This podcast and all information in it is licensed under the CCBYSA 3.0 copyright license. If the SCP universe interests you, you might like the YouTube channels The Rubber, Dr. Bob, SCP Explained, Detective Void, SCP Animated, and Detective Nicolette. See ya! Happy start of Series 7 of the SCP Foundation!